Welcome to the Bold Business Owners Podcast. In this podcast, I'm sharing with you inspiration, lessons, tips, and actionable strategies to make your own bold business and life happen. Who's your host? My name is EJ, and in the past decade as a strategy consultant, I advised numerous organizations in growing a business in line with their vision and purpose. It is now my mission to help solo entrepreneurs with the exact same tools and methods to create a strategy that works for them, all so that they can build a more profitable business on their own terms. This is the Bold Business Owners Podcast. Hey, and welcome to the Founder Series, in which I interview everyday entrepreneurs like you and I who have built a business around what they love doing. I hope you enjoyed this episode and let's dive into it. Welcome everybody to another episode here on the Bold Business Owners Podcast. And in today's episode, I am interviewing Anne Söderblom, special guest from Sweden, whom I met a couple of years back and who has an aspiring story uh, to share with all of you. Because Anne, she is currently helping women to take control of their finances. But what is really interesting is that she has been on this journey herself. And while working over the past nine years, she has been able to save around or above 70% of her income to become more financially independent. And so I thought it was really interesting to have you on the show and have you share your wisdom with us and also share your <laughs> entrepreneurial journey with us to see that... Um, yeah, to show that you can actually become financially independent, but also build a business around what you love doing. And so we will dive into all of that. But maybe first, um, you can introduce yourself first to those who don't know you. So go yeah, ahead. Yeah, sure. Thank you so much, CJ, for having me. I'm really excited to be here on your podcast. Uh, so yeah, I'm Anne and I'm originally from Sweden. Uh, I've lived previously in Spain, in Barcelona, and I lived in Switzerland for the last 10 years. Um, yeah, I'm back in, in Sweden now again, and my mission is to help women take control of their finances and to get them on track towards financial freedom and independence. That's so, that's so nice, because I think a lot of people would love to have this idea of having more freedom, and money is often like this obstacle in their life that does not allow them to feel so free. But um, yeah, I want you, if, if you want me, uh, if you want to explain a little bit more, I'd like to know a little bit more about your story, because of course, becoming financially independent yourself first, it took some time and it took some gaining some knowledge or maybe to apply <clears throat> certain actions that you maybe did not know before. And I know that you, in the beginning, I think you told me before that you were not so good with money in the beginning. Um, so I would love you to yeah. take us on that journey, but sure. can you give me a little bit of understanding of how you were um, brought up? Like were you brought up with, uh, what's the thing around money that made you, yeah. you know, choose this path? Like, can you yeah, tell us exactly. a bit about yeah, so actually, uh, personal finances is something that uh, I've been really interested in ever since I was a little girl. And the reason was kind of this uh, traumatic experience in my childhood, because um, uh, so my parents divorced and the company that they built up under uh, during my childhood, it went bankrupt. So mm -hmm. this was a really uh, like traumatic experience and I saw my mom really struggling financially and she had been a, a stay-at-home mom for quite a lot of years taking care of me and my sister uh, so she had to start really from square one after that you know time 
And so she was working like shifts uh, until late at night. And, you know, when I watched all of this, I made it like a decision for myself that I would learn everything about money because I saw it as a way to, you know, protect myself from those kind of things happening to me as a grown up. So I was uh, really sure that I wanted to, you know, stand on my own two feet financially. I wanted to uh, know how to manage money, how to make a lot of money. And yeah, so that's how my <laughs> interest started really with personal okay. finances. Yeah. Because you were really young. So like, it's more this feeling that I want to have money or, you know, I want to have money for myself to not have these type of struggles. So, yeah. so yeah, but you were really young back then. So did you already get like a, uh, like when you were a teenager, or so a job on the side or so? To do that? <laughs> How did this go? Yeah. So I was always very entrepreneurial. I, ever since I was 15 years old, I, I, I started and tested out different business ideas. I knew I always wanted to have my own company. And, but I also was always like interested in personal finances. So I read everything I could find uh, when, it come, when it came to personal finances ever since I was a teenager. So I would read like all the classical books and like I would manage my own money like with varying degrees of success, a lot of trial and error for a very long time. And uh, as you said, also before, like in my 20s, I, um, I was living in Barcelona and uh, I was like terrible with my money. I was like spending everything each month. I saved up some money to then spend it all again. I was just like shopping all the time because I was really unhappy in my corporate career. I, I was really young and I got a, like a good internship and I started working for a bank. So on the outside, it looked really great. But I was mm -hmm. this entrepreneur at heart and I really wanted to have my own business. Yeah. And I was really unhappy in this stressful job. So I went like shopping almost every day and I just spending, uh, it. <laughs> spending all the money. Yeah, exactly. So <clears throat> and, and I did all of those uh, like mistakes uh, with my personal finances for, for many years. Okay. And then so so you basically was always interested in money, in personal finance. And you had jobs or your hustle, so to say. And so then you graduated and, and you started to work for, for a bank. So something there changed. Of course, what you're saying, like emotional spending, maybe you can say you can say it mentioned that it's something mm -hmm. like that, like emotional spending, like you don't feel happy. You just want to yeah. buy some things to make yourself happier. But but how, what was then the trigger for you to to like start this journey because were you back then you were 20 very young still right so you did not have a, a husband and kids yet I assume and no I mean so you were still by yourself so what was the trigger for you to then say like hey mm -hmm. I am currently spending all this money I'm not so good with money like yeah. let's change it up <laughs> yeah exactly so I kept like uh, before I came to that point I was like still you know almost uh, through my entire 20s like I think it was around 28 or so when I really you know started to think about taking control of my financial situation and to to not be so um, irresponsible with money basically mm -hmm. and then just uh, maybe two years or so later or three maybe then I've already met my husband and I was um, I was pregnant I was going to have my first child 
And at that same time around there, I also found out about this concept of financial independence that you could like save and invest, save aggressively and invest for a yeah. short amount of years. Yeah. And yeah. then to be able to like retire really early. I read this mm-hmm. article about somebody who retired like at 30 or something and how they yeah. did it. And so I was so inspired by this that it completely blew my mind. And I thought, because my experience with those corporate jobs, <clears throat> they were far from positive. I had like really stressful jobs, bosses that were not treating me well with any in any way. And um, yeah, I just felt that I needed to have that freedom. Like it, there was nothing more important than to have that freedom. So yeah. that's how I, I got started. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So there was already this really strong emotion or feeling like I want to be become financially free reading this article, being so inspired. Actually, yeah. it's kind of like similar. I also read this article years back about financial independence, about financial freedom. And it's like mm. blew my mind. Like it's, it's a concept. It's not really <laughs> strange, but it's like still, you know, because you're in a situation where it feels like really restricted. You know, you, you have your job and you get money, but you feel like when is freedom ever going to happen? Right. <laughs> But exactly. yeah, so so you read that and you got inspired. But you mentioned that back then you were already with your husband. So how like I can imagine that if you want to have it yourself, you know, you can do mm-hmm. all these things like what you're saying, aggressively saving on the money that you are getting, you know, in your life. Mm-hmm. How did did you have this conversation with your husband? Was he on board right away, or was this your <laughs> journey? <laughs> like, uh, yes, yeah. So it was interesting because actually he introduced me to the article, oh. <laughs> and I was very skeptical at first. I said, "No, that that doesn't sound like a lot of fun. Like, how would you enjoy your life if you're not spending your money?" <clears throat> but yeah. it took me like two days to completely change my mind about it. But he he didn't uh, push me or anything like that. But he mm-hmm. he he was uh, like attracted to the idea, and I think I just fully embraced it. And then we were both sort of on that journey. And okay. um, I was the one that was like not managing the household money, but I was the one like in control of of our spending and seeing where like every I, I was all, like the one budgeting and checking and tracking and, and saying, <laughs> okay, this is how much we're spending now. And this is, you know, so um, yeah, so it, it was a common journey, I would say. But I think I was the most um, in like, motivated because my experience from corporate had been so much worse he actually yeah. enjoyed his career and he actually enjoyed oh, yeah. his work so it was not that like urgent for him in that in the same way so you're more determined like you know like feeling <laughs> this having this feeling like yeah I'm gonna be on top of the finances and I'm gonna make sure that we are gonna reach this point like in yeah, a couple of years from my, yeah from my experience as a child you know I always was I wanted to have that control always and I was always determined to you know manage my money well even if I didn't always have the right skills I always experimented and and learned and improved all the time so okay yeah yeah it's a journey right so so yeah so so then you decided I want to do this um you were working in a job back then Mm -hmm. uh and you started saving aggressively like having already being pregnant with a kid so kids cost money right so so how how did it like how do you how did you start like saving like because I think a lot of people especially when they work in corporate they you know you get your paycheck at the end of the month and especially when you're just beginning it's not that you have a lot of money to save it can feel really demotivating maybe to start because mm-hmm. you don't think it 
adds up. Mm. But how, yeah. how did you how did you build it up until actually the point that you had like 70% of your income saved? Mm. Like, yeah, how did it yeah. go? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I think uh, there were a lot of different factors that came into you know into play. I think fundamentally, though, it was the determination and the because I had you know the budget, I had. Uh, like spread spreadsheet with like all yeah. the costs and everything so I just like attacked each and every one of them one by one like uh, we were lucky we didn't have a car at the time but I said we're never gonna get a car <laughs> like we're not gonna get a car <laughs> and our how cost of living was quite okay but we were lucky to have like um, like a part of it we were not using so I rented out on Airbnb for instance mm-hmm. and that you know freed up a lot of um, uh, income as well and just like one thing at a time, just like cooking home-cooked meals, uh, like reducing uh, international travel, <laughs> reducing, <laughs> like uh, calling up for the electricity bill, uh, buying like everything for the kids secondhand, or, you know, there's always like uh, trading groups or whatever, and like yeah. uh, cooking your own food, cooking vegetarian food, lunch boxes. Uh, biking everywhere with a bike trailer you know all of those like frugal hacks and tricks and I did all of that like library for all the entertainment uh, picnics potlucks uh, all of those things you know and there's so much information online on how to save money it's like endless so I thought it was an amazing game to play and I I just saw it as a as a as a challenge and I was so determined to you know, reach that goal that I just loved, uh, like tweaking and trying and looking and like lowering the costs more and more and more, pushing it even yeah. further. Yeah, with a great determination, a great purpose, you know, behind it, and also like playing it as a game. What you're saying, I think that makes a difference. Yeah, because you don't feel yeah. feel like you're losing things by not spending it, but instead you're looking for ways. Like, how can I even like save more? Right? Like, yeah. And it was never about like not enjoying life, and I think yeah. Oh, it was also good that you know our kids were so little so I didn't really feel like traveling and I didn't really feel like mm. doing a lot of things that cost a lot of money like going to restaurants or to the movies yeah. or <laughs> because it's impossible with young kids by the way to... yeah yeah that was too painful and too yeah. frustrating with two little babies almost because they're very close in age so um yeah just taking advantage of like going out in nature we were living in Switzerland it's like there's yeah. forests all around and we would just you know bring picnics and that would be entertainment and we we had some visitors and we cooked for them and so it was never about not enjoying life yeah I, I never yeah. felt like a I sacrificed something yeah. it felt it felt like a really like fun project that was so yeah. exciting for me yeah. yeah that's nice to hear because you can find experiences and nice things that just don't necessarily need to cost a lot of money like don't necessarily yeah. need to be in a fancy restaurant because like you're saying and what I experience it's like even more stressful to try to create an experience with an expectation of something you know like going to a restaurant with your kids it's gonna be it's really you can't even have a normal conversation with your husband if you go with kids to a restaurant I mean <laughs> so indeed going to nature or doing picnics and you know yeah I think that's that's that's, that's clever it's, it's not indeed about um, what you're saying it's not that you are cutting uh, back on your experience or your happiness in life. It's actually finding different ways of um, still be happy, but also safe, right? Exactly. Yeah. So 
so then you started saving yeah, and, and it's so much yeah. go on yeah no i just thought it's about mindset right it's your attitude yeah. towards these things that matters so much like and you create your own identity around this like when you take the bike in winter you're like feeling badass and you're feeling like this awesome person like it's or you <laughs> could feel this. like a victim and feel sorry about yourself and feel oh it's poor me or you know it's, it's about your attitude towards everything yeah yeah that, that is so true and it can shift a lot of you in your behavior and in your how you view things and whether or not you're gonna take specific action you know so so I'm curious, like, I think a lot of people around you, like, when I talk to people about financial independence, depending on who I'm, who I'm talking to, right, but normally in the corporate setting or people around me working, not a lot of people are actually familiar with this concept. And so you were actually living like frugal or at least saving your money. Did you, did you find that it's, it was, um, did you, did you actually explain it to other people or did you keep it like a quiet journey or did you try to inspire other people to do the same or what, you know, how, <laughs> how, how was that? <laughs> um, yeah, so that's a, that's a good question. I think because we were living on the countryside in Switzerland and we're working remotely. So it wasn't like we had a lot of social interactions <laughs> and the kids were very little <laughs> also. Yeah. So, um, I mean, our closest friends, we talked to them about a little bit but only the ones you know that were open to it and uh, not everybody is open to it and I think our lifestyle just looked a bit rural and you know just uh, cozy like uh, yeah. home a lot and uh, being a little uh, hippies with like secondhand clothes I mean you can't really tell it's secondhand clothing yeah? so it's um I think it, you can't really tell normally if people are being very frugal no. or not it depends yeah, I like think it depends also. It. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Or how you show it or how or how you take pride in it in, in some sort of way. Like in this case, yeah, I'm all good with, you know, secondhand stuff because I think it's also more sustainable. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, I, that's, it's quite interesting, like especially with young kids, you know, going on this journey, saving a lot of money. And I know that you are also choosing the path of investing, right? Like invest your money to mm -hmm. get the returns to yeah. support your lifestyle. Like, um, were you always into investing? Like the money that you saved, did it all go into investing in stocks and, and these type of things or? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So um, it was a little bit part of that uh, article I wrote or I read, you know, back uh, about the journey to financial independence and like <clears throat> investing to be able to, you know, draw, withdraw passive income. And there are like different strategies for how much you can withdraw safely so that mm -hmm. you're never going to run out of capital and so I invested like on the stock market in a like passively managed diversified long-term kind of way mm -hmm. uh, and so that's um, yeah that's basically it and now just taking out um, some around four mm percent -hmm. every year to live off yeah oh yeah so you just let it grow and then indeed you take just out what you need so the rest can still grow and support you in the rest of your of your you know your life basically your lifestyle so yeah exactly and and i know that because i don't know exactly at which point in your savings you started your own business but there was a point that you quit your corporate job to fully focus on um this journey of entrepreneurship can yeah. you tell us a bit about like when when you decided or when this this point was in your life mm -hmm. that you decided to switch it up sure definitely so when we, we moved back to Sweden around two years ago, 
um, that's when I, you know, looking at the numbers, <laughs> I could <laughs> imagine that we could, uh, you know, live a very free life. And I had the opportunity to do whatever I felt really passionate about because I could live off the investments. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I asked myself like what do I want to do and I just had this feeling that I wanted to help women with their money mm-hmm. and like financial empowerment for women was something I felt like in my gut that it was something yeah. I had to do and I had no idea how I was going to do it or what options there were because my background is not in finance at all <laughs> it's like project <laughs> well, management and marketing yeah. okay. uh, but uh, I, I, I did some research and I found eventually this like financial coaching industry uh, that's uh, actually growing a lot in the US and slowly yeah. is coming to Europe as well mm-hmm. and so um, yeah I decided to start an online business because I thought that maybe in the future we might move abroad again so I wanted to have something that was location independent yeah. and that I could run from anywhere because it's this like fantasy <laughs> to yeah. have an online Digital business. Nomad. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the typical <laughs> dream, but it's my dream too. It is, yes, and, yes. Uh, totally. Good. I think it's amazing. Yeah. And so I, um, yeah, so I decided to grow an online business because I also knew that it's very different from running a, like a face-to-face networking kind of business like my marketing business before yeah. I found my clients through face-to-face networking like um, yeah. yeah different uh, events and conferences and things but this online was a completely different uh, yeah. you know, thing for me so mm-hmm. I needed to learn from scratch how to build an online business and I knew it could take a couple of years to get it up and running mm-hmm. and luckily thanks to the financial situation I could afford to take a couple of years to get it up and running and it's been two years now that I've yeah had my company Molly's Money yeah so basically you're now the coach the financial supporter coach for people like your younger self basically <laughs> definitely those women, yes. you know who are spending exactly. all their money who feel not feel out of control of their money they it's kind of how you help them now to take back control of their finances and hopefully also into more financial independence right yeah yeah definitely. that's so it's so interesting to always see like you're so passionate about this even though of course maybe you're not into finance you don't have finance background but you do have this experience that you went through yourself like all the things that you did yourself and put in place to make sure that now you can live off of your investments mm-hmm. and off of what you saved back then yeah right definitely yeah, yeah. so you help you now help women to um to take control of their own finances and you kind of like started doing this because you were kind of independently yourself you felt like okay now I can put my passion to work and of course that is all what I'm about like I believe in creating a business that gives you freedom, not only in monetary terms, but also like just where you put your energy and how free you actually feel, you know, if you work a lot, but it's on something that you love, it does not really feel like working. And I know mm-hmm. that you have young kids too. So it's always a juggle, <laughs> of course. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, but now you have your online business uh, in this. Um, if you, if you would, like, I know, I think a lot of people listening to this would also be interested in more financial freedom financial independence uh, because you want to live a life that is um true to yourself you know aligned with who you are your values your purpose if you would give some like tips to people just starting out what would it be what would be the first couple of things that you would tell them like hey do this <laughs> and you can get started on this 
journey. when it comes to their finances yeah but, like uh, on, yeah, yeah. Financially if, if they have the same goal as you have like financially yeah. independent yes yeah exactly yeah so i think um one of the most important things is really that you need to <clears throat> build a solid financial foundation first before mm -hmm. starting to invest and all of that you need to be like in control of your finances and so what i usually talk about is that you know the first step is to calculate something called your net worth and mm -hmm. this is like a health check for your finances so that you know your starting point Mm -hmm. and um, once you've done that it's also then good to get started to track your expenses you can look at let's say two months back and see where is your money going to just look at your bank statements look at invoices look at everything and just write it all down in a list this is a big aha <laughs> an eye opener for uh, you know a lot of people mm -hmm. so like start tracking and that then creates uh, the foundation for your budget and you know as a budget i know it's a love hate relationship for a lot of people <laughs> like uh, budgeting doesn't sound very exciting but uh, it's really such an amazing tool to control your finances and to like put your money towards the things that you really care about mm -hmm. and to achieve your financial goals and i think then it's also about uh, like creating an emergency fund starting to save for an emergency fund and a little bit depending on your like financial situation, it can be between three to six months of living mm -hmm. costs, just to have that stability and to know that in case something happens, you have that, uh, that money set aside in a savings account. So mm -hmm. that's when you start building like financial stability, financial peace of mind, because that all of that comes before, you know, the freedom and exciting yeah things and you need stability and, and peace of mind first uh, and then I think it's also good to you know uh, start to create something called sinking funds and like different buckets for your money if you're just saving up savings in one big pot yeah it's always going to be confusing and you feel guilty should I use this for that and you never really know is this an emergency or you need to like have different buckets for different things so that's that's my emergency fund. That's the money for like, if the car breaks down, yeah. that's the money for next vacation. That's, you know, you need to structure it in that way. So you're like in control of all of those things mm -hmm. because yeah, that's like super <laughs> important. Um, and then um, I would say the other step is then to pay off any bad debt to get rid of bad debt as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. And that's basically everything besides your home mortgage. Yeah. So any credit card uh, balance, uh, car loan, um, like student loans with high debt or anything, mm -hmm. any other like consumer loans. Mm -hmm. uh, that's also important too. Um, and, and all of those things create your like financial foundation, your uh, financial stability. And when you have that, then you're ready to start investing and, you know, pouring money into your freedom and your like yeah. passive income and all of those juicy exciting things that you can um, pour your money towards yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's actually quite um some simple steps but it's not always simple in execution what, what if someone says like yeah but, but Anna, i don't have enough money to even save like where where, where, yeah. where would that person start like yeah so i would some... i would ask in return i would ask if that person has been like tracking their expenses for the last three months mm -hmm. and if they started budgeting 
because oh, yeah. before before you say that you can't save you ha- need to show that you've tried like done that first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because uh, I can guarantee you will find money and you will get motivation to lower costs and you will you know so I would say go back do that and then come back and talk to me again and, <laughs> and then, you're allowed, yeah. then you're allowed to add to talk to Anna again <laughs> show no no oh, like, show me that yeah the list show like, me the yeah. the like the work you put in yeah yeah uh, but it's true like even in business like and analyzing what you currently have is so important and I think a lot of people skip this step because they want to get into action and then they forget yeah. that if you don't do a proper analysis, whether it's your personal finance, whether it's your business, whether it's doesn't matter what area you want to improve on, mm. if you don't analyze first and look at what where you are, it's kind mm. kind of hard to take steps to move forward, right? Yeah. And you don't know if you've made any progress either because yeah. it's all a blur. You cannot track it. Yeah, you cannot track it. You cannot yeah. see the the progress. But it's so motivating when you see your starting point and then you see that little progress, and that. Because I think it's so much about that mindset part. Like you need to find ways to motivate yourself because otherwise you're never going to take any actions towards it. Yeah. 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 Having a good big why of why you want, why you want to do this, not everybody, but why you specifically want to do this, right? Like maybe you want to be more free to spend time with your children or to go on Mm. that big uh, vacation or travel around the world or whatever. But as long as you don't have that like big why, like in my in my area of business like if you don't have a real idea of why you want to have your own business like you know you can mm-hmm. just have a job as well because having a business yeah. is not guaranteeing that you have to work less but it can mm-hmm. help you to work in a different way that helps to mm-hmm. you know be be more happy and create, with your life create yeah. freedom long term because you're more in control yeah. of the business yes. than you're of a job right exactly so you can, yeah you can also just hire somebody to do your job eventually <laughs> But you can do that mm-hmm. with a business. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Okay. So, so two years ago, you started your business. Um, like, and you already told me, like, having an online business is different from having an offline business or where you meet your, uh, your prospective clients in network meetings and those kind of things. I find myself also to be more in, more like a conversational person, like having conversations with people and creating connections and relationships helps to build you know, your authority, but also your network and, and how you show up and shows the other person what, you, yeah, what they can hire you for, right? And having an online business is really different, but you already wanted to have this business as, uh, as an online business, of course, and you had a business before. So can you tell me a little bit about the differences in these two businesses and what kind of struggles you have encountered in setting this mm-hmm. up? I mean, and why did you no longer want to continue your a marketing business for instance mm. yeah so um like i said before also about like why i needed to or like felt that i needed to do this like helping women with their finances it was something that i just felt passionate about and i had been doing like marketing for so many years for companies and you know freelancers and everything so it felt like i was done with that yeah. <laughs> i really enjoyed it i love it and i'm very thankful for those you know, I had two different businesses uh, <clears throat> within marketing, but um, now I wanted to do this, uh, you know, financial coaching and helping women with money. So that was the reason. And like online versus face-to-face. Yeah, so I think um, my biggest challenges 
um, I think coming into it, into the online business was yeah. primarily this, like from the legal perspective to understand the difference between uh, financial coaching versus financial mm -hmm. advising because oh, it's yeah. a, a regulated market you know and yeah. you're <clears throat> you need to have a license to recommend like financial products and financial yeah. advice and so, so on so just to and I wanted to do it correctly I want I didn't want to be in any gray zones so mm -hmm. I actually work with a lawyer to understand like what are the differences what am I allowed to say and what am I not allowed to say yeah. and it's been a process so that's taken a lot of work but I'm I'm glad I, you know, went through it. Yes. <laughs> and then I think the other challenge was about mindset, like knowing what to expect, yeah. uh, building an online business. I didn't know how hard it was going to be or like how, yeah. how long it actually takes or like, you know, a lot of different things. And um, yeah, so I, I learned a lot really <laughs> during these two years. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, what, what, yeah. What would be your biggest, the biggest like struggle in your current business like of course online businesses you know you have to put yourself out there you have to mm. you know there's you've only so much control over the things that you put out you, you know and not about mm -hmm. what people say to you online or whatsoever but yeah. what would be what is like something that if you could do differently or if you would mm. recommend someone who is starting their own online business what would oh, you say yeah, yeah. What part? Yes. yes I've thought about this a lot actually and uh, I've, I've, I did like a year and reflection <clears throat> after like in the new year and I, I, those. I thought about, yeah. yeah exactly it's amazing so I thought about what I've learned during this almost two years it's two yeah. years in March mm -hmm. and so I think the first thing I thought about was you know about mindset it's so important it's like that yeah it's 90% of your success is really, for me, it's like the mindset part. And I think for me, it was like that, that I needed to find ways to motivate myself mm -hmm. uh, because it could take a couple of months when nothing felt like it was working. Like yeah. not a single DM, not a single sale, not a single, yeah. like almost no likes even, you know, to yeah. my social <laughs> no, media account. Like, yeah. I was like, what is happening? Like, and yeah. if you can, that was like months of zero positive feedback yeah so I had to work so hard at motivating myself yeah. and yeah. finding ways to just not give up because I wanted yeah. to give up every single day yeah. and that was like so so that was I would say that to somebody starting out <laughs> like learn how to motivate yourself yeah it's learn so important to, yeah. yeah to like find ways to think Positive thoughts sounds a little bit fluffy, but you know mm -hmm. something that you can hang on to. Yeah. Um, and and I think another thing would be to to learn and implement all the time, like mm -hmm. to to show up and put yourself out there all the time, mm -hmm. and to and to use failures. This is a cliche, but it's so true. Like using failures as uh, important lessons. Yeah. as stepping stones like yeah. instead of thinking after a failure like if nobody signs up to your webinar instead of thinking oh I'm so such a failure this is yeah. all about me this is like think about okay what can I improve like how mm. what words did I what did I talk about how can I talk about something else let's yeah. try something else like to use it as feedback because it's nothing about you as a person it's only like technically yeah. something in that business idea wasn't connecting with the right yeah. person or in the right way so just yeah. like 
change it up a little bit and try again and try again and <laughs> because it's a new business right so yeah um, I would say like put yourself out there and you also grow your comfort zone so much more if you're like constantly <laughs> putting yourself out there and be ready to yeah. fail yeah you know? you're ready to fail that's a good one <laughs> yeah just how it is right and along those lines I would also say that you need to learn how to do things imperfectly Mm, yeah like, just go keep going just just yeah. publishing just being out there um like tweaking and learning all the time but like if you spend too much time tweaking something perfecting something before you show it to the world mm -hmm. <clears throat> it's it's just gonna do damage to the business because yeah. you need to like do things imperfectly in public all the yeah. time <laughs> because yeah, that, otherwise that's quite a big challenge yeah sometimes yeah it is but it, that's how you get the fastest feedback and the fastest yeah. pro progress exactly validation right yes, what, yeah, yeah. Be because uh like i i know i spent like weeks working on this uh like lead <laughs> magnet or whatever yeah. you know like a, a 30 page pdf to have yeah. something really good to and then nobody would download it. And I said, yeah. oh my God, what a waste to put that much effort in. And then like zero. I could have yeah. done something in one day and gotten some feedback on if I was on the yeah. right track or not. Yes. So doing things imperfectly like, yeah. is so important, I think. It's important, yeah. So what yeah. kept you going? Like you mentioned, of course, you know, months and months on end. And I can recognize this feeling. Like sometimes you put in so much effort and it feels like a never ending you need to build that momentum until you reach a certain point. It's like getting financially independent. You know, you put it in and then at one point it mm -hmm. will go up. But yeah, with online business, it's the same. It's kind of like you have to put yourself out there. You have to fail. You have to put yourself out there imperfectly, even though you're, you don't feel like this is going to work or it's not going to work. You have to keep faith and have trust that it will work mm -hmm. sometime, but you have to keep on going. And you mentioned that that was so important and you would tell someone else to kind of find something that keeps them going like what was your thing what was yeah. It for you? yeah so I thought about this actually <clears throat> and I think for me it's about the kind of person I want to be mm. because yeah. I had a choice of you know never working a day in my life again but mm. then I think I would have become like fearful what if I lose my money you know what if yeah. something you know I wanted I didn't want to be that like comfortable person that had a really small life mm. just <laughs> looking at the budget and making sure I didn't go over but you know that yeah. that's it's like a... yeah exactly I felt that that could like that could have happened I don't think like in my personality but still it's like I saw that as one way I didn't want to go so what would be yeah. the alternative is to have yeah. like a big bold vision and dream for my life and that yeah. includes having a business having a purpose having you know a mission <coughs> excuse me and just uh you know and so that's that's what I feel in my business I want to be this person who has a successful business and who yeah. keeps on improving all the time you know the way they work like to have presentations in front of you know big groups of people or like getting better at coaching or and all those skills that I could feel proud of to yeah. you know what kind of person I would be so I think yeah. that's my main drive 
Yeah, and, and it's good to yeah. keep it close, right? To to keep to remind yourself continuously of this because a lot of times you think of, oh, this is why I want it, and then you forget it. You kind of like go do the thing, and then you feel so <laughs> yeah. stressed out or overwhelmed or burned out even, or like, what the heck am I doing this for? And then yeah, if you have that ready, like next to you or somewhere close, it's it's like it can inspire you in an instant. Yeah, I, I really <laughs> like that. Your 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 bigger your bigger vision of yourself, like the person that you want to become. It's a good mm -hmm. motivator, yeah. That that does require you to figure out what it is, right? And I think a lot of people yeah. haven't really thought of what they want to be in life. They just go mm. day by day, and then oh, yes. and then it's kind of hard to get this motivation. But yeah, bold bold vision. That's a good one. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, I think it's about confidence, also. Like when I was little, I was a little bit shy, and I struggle a lot to learn public speaking and. And so for me, and maybe from my experience, you know, with my mom and all those things, I think I have a need to, you know, develop uh, yeah. as a professional woman or as a professional person all the time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's good. Always learning and growing. It's really in line with the things that I feel like you always want to learn and grow and want to become the better version of you, looking at you yeah. in the future, like, hey, it would be yeah. so nice if you would be this person, like achieving all the things, all the dreams that you want, travel the world, feel free, have your business. Yeah, that is yeah, um, exactly. a compelling future, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, so you also have kids, right? I don't know how old your kids are, but I think they're a little bit older than mine are. How do you combine this? business and this vision and the way that you work with your kids like how do you do this yeah so uh, they are now six and seven years old and so they go to school and we actually live very close to the school which is really great we don't have a lot of <laughs> commuting time in the morning but uh, me and my husband we take turns to like leave them at school or pick them up at school so we organize ourselves quite a lot <clears throat> you know around their schedule and uh, so I, I try to get as much work done as possible during the time they're, that they're in school and I like to go and pick them up a little bit early so I can yeah. spend some time with them not too much because it's <laughs> quite an intensive age also <laughs> yeah I can imagine but, but still it's nice to pick them up around three o'clock or so and um, yeah so it's it works really well I think uh, I, I try to take uh, off you know during the holidays and everything like that and spend as much time as possible and I treat my company as a like almost like a full-time job these days yeah. uh, but still not that many hours every day so mm -hmm. I don't know if that answers your question yeah I properly. think it's still important to to see your business as it's like when I talk to people and I ask about freedom some say yeah I don't want to work at all but if you have a business it's not that if you have a business that gives you freedom it's like you don't have to work at all it's like just as different it's again mindset but it's also viewing it as something that you can use to express your passion and to make money with it right like that's how yeah. I see it basically yeah. yeah and I, I think also like it's an illusion a lot of people have like if they would have that like 100% financial freedom to do whatever they wanted they wouldn't enjoy lying on the beach for more than like mm, three or four exactly. weeks then you get bored and yeah. then you but I think since so many people they haven't uh, you know experienced this or they don't know how it is I think also a lot of people who like win the lottery or have like really big breakthroughs financially they get depressed 
mm-hmm. because they lose the sense of purpose and they exactly they don't have the, those like daily routines and like the motivation to drive things forward so it's actually quite a lot of responsibility and to to have that but <clears throat> finding ways to like enjoy your business and to to be motivated and driven by other things is so important i think mm-hmm. yeah yes definitely is again that purpose you know and I, that that's why i think a lot of people they try to escape their situation uh, something that they're not happy with they try to escape it instead of thinking of what it is that they want and so they end up like oh if i i'm so fed up with this i'm just gonna lie on the beach like like for months on end yeah. And then it's not going to help them feel more fulfilled or feel more happy. And yeah, it's, it's good and great if you can. And something I believe in, like to turn your passion in some form or some way into something that you can earn your money with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those two, if you want to be happy about it, goes hand in hand. It's just like when, when you were studying, you had a lot of time, you did not have money. And then you started working, you have a lot of money, like a lot of money, mm-hmm. but you don't have any time to enjoy time, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so <laughs> exactly. you have to find an optimal balance between the two. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's um, in- interesting and nice. Nice that you can now put your passion or turn your passion into something that is helping your clients, but also helping yourself to feel more fulfilled and to help you still learn in this journey as an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and as a person. Yeah. Right. So if you think of uh, Molly's money, like what would you, how would you see yourself in a couple of years? What would be so nice to, to, to have, you know, like what would it be for you? Um, yeah. So the, the vision of how Molly's money is going to develop is that, um, you know, as soon as my calendar is fully booked with like one-on-one coaching clients, I see the next step being to introduce some kind of a like online course Mm. or something more you know scalable to so I can teach more people um, but um, like free up a little bit of my time but to to do like something intellectually stimulating like Mm -hmm. creating um, an online course I really love doing that so (laughs) that's going to be a really wonderful next step I think and I see myself working with a small remote team so taking on um, you know I already have a virtual assistant and like help with the bookkeeping and everything but I could also see like hiring a social media manager or somebody to help me out with the marketing and um, yeah so so I think that's where I want to take it in the next couple of years yeah. and to of course uh, grow the revenue <laughs> significantly yeah. that would be yeah. also really nice uh, to do that and to be able to help more women yeah help a lot of women to to become more financially independent yeah exactly yeah so that's that's my vision and after that I don't know I don't see myself like creating a big corporation or something I'd like to like to keep it a lifestyle business yeah you know or maybe in the future sell it or something and do something oh non-profit I don't know Mm -hmm. but that's the like the coming years that's the plan anyway that's nice. Yeah. So if I would ask you, like, um, are there any other things that you like to maybe share with some new business owners or established business owners or people who want to move into financially, you know, financial independence? Like, what were some things that we haven't talked about that you really want to, mm. you know, give or share with people? Yeah. Like, is there anything? Yeah, yeah sure. Actually, I had a lot, a, a few more ideas around those like lessons learned yeah. the first years in the online business because I think yeah. that could be really, really interesting to your audience as well. 
<clears throat> independently if they're into financial independence or not mm -hmm. and so like one thing I thought about that that's how it is for me anyway is that I naively thought in the beginning that I was looking for this big thing that would just like work for mm -hmm. my business that could grow my business yeah but that was like a breakthrough yeah. and I realized that it's not about that big thing it's about those little things you do every day and yeah. that's also maybe sounds like a cliche but it's like the, those tweaking that tweaking yeah. all the time and it's you're like ah oh, I see that they reacted to that word when I wrote about that okay I'm, I need to use that word more in my copy or I, I wrote about that and so many people like that because it was like more personal to me okay yeah. I need to do personal so you're yeah. like constantly learning little lessons here and there and like tweaking <clears throat> and so I think that what that is the thing that builds up over time yeah like if you're constantly learning and tweaking yeah. because um yeah so I, because I had this idea oh like nothing is working yeah. I need to find that big thing but to reinvent like, it again you know like yeah. trying to reinvent yourself all the time <laughs> yeah exactly it's yeah it was really yeah. like a big aha moment for me like a lesson learned that mm, don't wait for that big thing it's yeah. like it's the it's the little things that you do every day that matters in the yeah. end and uh, also like every expert has a different strategy yeah so yeah, when so you're true. like read reading different books about like online business or even like coaches or authors or experts, everybody will have their way of saying, like, this is the way to do it. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. in the beginning, you have no idea. Yeah. So you're like, oh, try a little okay. bit of that. Try a little yeah. bit of that. Try a little bit exactly. of that. Exactly. And, and you have, and it's great to do that. I think it's yeah. in the beginning, it's just good to experiment and try things out and see how you feel about it. But yeah. at some point you need to like choose what yeah. you is best for you yes, and exactly. not try to do everything. Just pick like, two social media platforms and one or two strategies and that's it and stick yeah. to that yeah and don't have the shiny object like syndrome like exactly this here and seeing that there and then trying to do this and that and all together and then it doesn't work because it's not strategy no strategy anymore it's like just a, yeah and a you're not doing it long enough you're not exactly. doing each thing long enough because yeah. i also had like such unrealistic ideas about how fast things would happen yeah <coughs> sorry so I, I was going to like launch a webinar series or do a masterclass or grow my email list and, and all of these things. And I said, oh, I tried it for a couple of weeks. Ah, oh, yeah, it doesn't work. Doesn't work. I tried that for yeah. a couple of weeks. Doesn't work. <laughs> Cut it <laughs> But off. it was because it was not enough time to yeah. let it work, to grow it and to be yeah. focused on it. And yeah. if you're doing like uh, 20 different things, you're putting this much, much effort into each yeah. thing. That also is yeah. another reason why it doesn't work, right? Yeah. yeah. Because you exactly. want to do a few things, but you want to put in proper effort during yeah. a long time. Yeah. Be able to track it so that you don't putting in and burn yourself out, you know, doing all these thousand things and then not putting enough in it that you can track and trace and see if it works. And 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 thinking that you're failing all the time, you know, like not <laughs> yeah, a failure. Exactly. Not a failure. Yeah. Exactly. It's so tiring. And yeah. that, then it comes back to your mindset again. Like yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and and I think the final thing that I have learned during these, like so far and during two years of online business, is that you yeah. need to like really love your offer. You need to be yeah. completely in love with the thing you're selling and yeah. you know, believe that that's the most amazing thing that can happen 
mm-hmm. to your client profile and that you know it can change their life as much as it has changed yours if you're yeah. doing something that you've done to yourself and uh, yeah so like having that energy and having that conviction like it really shines through in your marketing and I think that yeah. attracts also and that I think for new business owners that's something you need to build up and to work on yeah. and to like write it in your journal like talk about how good it is write a hundred reasons why it's so awesome and why it's amazing (laughs) yeah build build that muscle up yeah yeah you have to really claim it as well because it can be tricky to say on the one hand i want to put something out there that is totally aligned with what i believe is gonna work it's gonna be you know the thing for people that they should adopt and apply and then it would work. And then at the same time, being so influenced by all these different type of things that come, you know, that is that are thrown at you on social media or, or other people who how they do things. Like in your in your case, for instance, you're a more financial coach or helping financial people in their finances. There's so many finance finance coaches and everybody has their own strategy and their own offer. And if you are influenced by their offers all the time, you never create your own and you will never be so convinced of your own product. It's so hard to sell. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's like trying to sell somebody else's product that you're not really, you know, exactly. um, yeah, convinced of. And so it, this is so important. And I think it's, it's a good balance between having um, your own offer in place, but then again, the right strategy. So it's, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. you don't have to claim everything <clears throat> in your own business, but be sure that you are a hundred percent or a thousand percent behind your own offer. That's so that's <laughs> yeah, so important. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. So important. Yeah, absolutely. So did you feel like over time you had to tweak a lot of things or was it more for you, the mindset piece that you were convinced and had the confidence that your offer would be worth it or would be uh, what would be the thing that people needed to have were you much yeah. influenced by other people in the beginning? Yeah, I was influenced by a lot of people. And I think it, it went hand in hand. So I had to work really hard on my mindset, you know, about the expectations of how long it takes to grow an online business and what kind of results to expect in the beginning yeah. in the first two years. I read somewhere that somebody called the first two years like the suck phase. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> it sucks so bad. All because, over yeah. Because it just like feels so slow, like nothing is happening, just like all putting in all this effort and time and it's like nothing that comes back and I can relate to that. And so like working on mindset, but also tweaking a little bit. And I think I wasn't open to the tweaking unless I was in a good mindset. So whenever I was in a bad mindset and I was thinking nothing is working, I didn't feel like tweaking because I thought, well, what's the use? What's the point? Yeah. What's the point? I don't want to do it. Yeah, but when I'm I'm in a much better mindset now, I'm starting to see a little bit of results. And now I'm much more open and like super curious about the tweaks exactly. and the improvements. Yeah, and, like oh, I I'm like I can I can fix this a little bit. And yeah. oh this I noticed that this is working a little bit better. And then but but you need a little bit of experience to be able to see those things, but yeah. you're gonna get there if you continue to, you know, going and continuing to do yeah. it. Yeah, then it changes like, oh, that's interesting. Let's see how we can change this up instead of thinking, oh, that totally went wrong. Like, I'm not going to do this ever again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, it, it's yeah. a lot about your, especially as business owners, right? You have to, you're the only one that can motivate yourself. Of mm. course, you have external motivation, but there's no boss 
telling you what to do. There's nobody yeah. else who writes your plan. There's nobody mm. who tells you today you have to do this and tomorrow you have to do that. It's all yourself. So if you say no yeah. to yourself, you might end up not doing anything. So you have to be kind of strict with yourself, but at the same time, motivate yourself. It can be quite difficult yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And I think yeah. a good thing, especially if you're like working in a job you don't like, or you're in a situation that you have a lot of frustrations around, is to take those frustrations and use them as fuel for positive yeah. change. Yeah. So I would do that when I was in a working and I was in an <clears throat> uncomfortable situation or I got frustrated with a client or for any reason I felt angry or frustrated. You yeah. know, I was just like, I'm going to transfer so much money now to my <laughs> savings, <laughs> to my investments. I'm going to yeah. push this budget a little bit harder. I'm going to, so I use it yeah. as fuel for positive yeah. change because I yeah. saw it as my way out. And I think you can do that yeah. if yeah. you're growing a business too. Like uh, if you're frustrated for some reason or unhappy, because we, everybody is on the, you know, every now and then we're humans, right? So yes. you better use that for something good. <laughs> yeah. To, you use know, do a little bit of networking. As, yeah. yeah. As, as something that you can, is something that you don't want. So if you want it, if you don't want, how to say this? If you want it not to be in your life as much as it is now, you can change something about it, you know, and then use that as fuel to do the other thing that you need to do. Like in the, in your case, save even more, like save hundred <laughs> percent because you got so fed up with someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's that's a great motivator, at least to to turn it around, to to understand and to see that you can use it as motivation instead of letting mm. you let you drag down you know exactly like I did when I was working in corporate I would go shopping yeah. because I was so stressed yeah. out and unhappy so I thought I was going to be a little bit happier if I yeah. bought a new pair of shoes or whatever and it was just like so temporary and completely counterintuitive because it would actually make things worse <laughs> in the long have, run yeah have, have yeah. less money to save yeah. or yeah. And have to work even more and it's, <laughs> yes exactly you have to work even more <laughs> Yeah, that, so that's so interesting. It's really about how you look at things and how you're going to use it and change it in a positive way that you can then mm. use it to to become more resilient and also to give yourself a push in the right direction, right? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Mindset, I love the topic. Mindset, yeah. I, I love it too. It's like in every area of your life, if you apply it in the right way, it can just snap you out of things and it can help you move take leaps you know like to Definitely. take a leap into the right direction yeah I really love it too and it's also that's why I think you know in business in general as a business owner you cannot have business growth without growing personally you cannot grow your business if you are not the one like motivating yourself enough if you're not the mm -hmm. one who is making the plans and you know make sure that you're not and getting depressed and being yeah. brave very courageous to just do it imperfectly in public as you said mm -hmm. yeah. which is kind of scary sometimes um especially with the people that um that are in your life already like on linkedin for instance i had that especially in the beginning like oh mm -hmm. so now i am a business owner now i have to put it out there like hmm, too, my old yeah. colleagues are there you know i know so yeah but then in the end who do you do it for it is basically your customer mm -hmm. is the one that exactly. you want to help so then yeah then that's you are so true and that, you yeah. that's a good way to connect to bravery is to think about like who do I care about the most here yeah, well, yeah. who is gonna <clears throat> suffer if I'm too scared of showing up like exactly. who, who can I not help if I don't do this and like yeah. if you think about it from that perspective and if you th say that well a few people are gonna roll their eyes a little bit or think yeah. I'm silly or whatever but do I care about them or do I care about the people I want to help yeah so in the end, it doesn't matter, you know, to those people, 
Like, no. they, there will always be haters anyway. So, yeah. yeah. And they're not your clients anyway. So yeah. it doesn't matter. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So show up for the person that you want to serve. You are doing them a disservice. Yeah, that's true. That is so nice. Because, mm. um, yeah, and you can use it as fuel as well. Like the more people you can help with the knowledge that you have, how, how great would that be? You know, like how, what, yeah. what would the world look like if you could have for all generations. these people? Yeah, yes, absolutely. With, with, with what, you, what you know. Yeah. And for the children, for everything. And I think every business owner who's listening to this can really get some help to, if they analyze a little bit what the impact of their product or service is like like those kind of like ripple effects yes effects, like yeah. in their lives to their health to their mental health to their children to their like you know like there's so many ways you can look at it that's really going to help you to to understand the positive impact you can make yeah yeah and it is so nice that you are saying this and to remind everybody that that is indeed what you're doing this for right to create that ripple effect even though you don't think that your drop is big enough it will create a bigger ripple mm -hmm. in the end yeah. yeah all right so okay so you are um you you have set this up now you have a big vision for your own business of course and you want to help a lot of people like take control of their finances especially women um, so if, if people want to know a lot more about you, um, of course, you have your programs and, and your one-on-one -on -one coaching. Can you tell us where they can find more about you? Because sure. I think maybe people might be interested in what you're doing. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I would love to uh, see a lot of uh, people from this podcast <laughs> visiting me. And I think the best, best way to do it is to follow my newsletter. I send out a newsletter like one uh, one to two times per week and I try to fill it up with like as juicy good content valuable content as possible mm -hmm. and you can find that we can add it in the show notes that there's also a link in the footer of my website where you can uh, sign up for the newsletter <clears throat> and I also have uh, you know Instagram account and I'm active on LinkedIn as well I will put all the details in the show notes and put all the links to your Instagram and, and, and your LinkedIn and all the other other webs and your website links, et cetera. I will put it in there so people can actually go so there. Great. So is there one last thing that you want to maybe share with everybody, um, you know, whether it's, it's about business or about being financially independent or just something that you want to say, is there anything that you'd like to share? <laughs> Uh, oh, that's a good question. Yeah, so I think that um, when it comes to money and finances, I think it's just like amazing what we can do with our money if we just make up our minds to take control of it. Yeah. And I think uh, it's also like really possible to change and to learn things you didn't know before. And I think a lot of women specifically don't have the confidence that they can learn about finances, mm -hmm. but it actually... Uh, statistically women are better at investing and managing money than men yeah. <laughs> so it's not at all you know something that you can't learn or you can't you know change your ways around you mm -hmm. just need to find that uh, motivation something that really like pulls you into it yeah. and once you get started it's like almost addictive because it's so much fun to yeah. Uh, like look at your numbers and that's really hard to imagine in the beginning when it feels scary and like unknown and oh my god it's, you, you like think it's much worse than it is but then mm -hmm. once you get started it really is an amazing journey and yeah so decide it go for it do it and you'll start seeing results 
that's a great yeah. great starter yeah it's always good to to decide really have this commitment and decision to to do whatever mm-hmm. it is that you want to do so yeah i think uh, hopefully with uh, with this interview and this this episode and your your inspiration i think your story is inspirational hopefully you can help a lot more women to take those steps to also find a life that is more free for themselves even though they currently work in corporate and don't think that they can actually save enough to invest but yeah mm-hmm. you are an example that it can be done so uh, yeah it, it was really lovely to talk to you thank um, you, so thank you for sharing all your wisdom with us today <laughs> thanks to you <laughs> and uh, yeah i will uh, i will redirect people to to you and show them where they can where they can find more about you and um, thank you so much for being on the show today, Anne. I really appreciated yeah. it. Thank you so much, CJ. It was so much fun. Hey, thank you for tuning in today. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please make sure to leave me a rating so that others can find me too. Also, I would love to hear your feedback and your thoughts on this episode. So please share your takeaways and your feedback with me by sending me a DM on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. I'll see you in the next episode.